is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, it's Gunnar Siasen, and we are back for another episode of Breathe In. As always, joined by my lovely co-hosts, Leah and Tiffany. How are you guys? Doing good. How are you? I'm well. Uh, we have a different t- podcast topic today, don't we? Um, yeah. And yeah, we you know, know. what, Leah, Leah, I'll let Leah jump right into this one because it was her idea. Okay. So, Leah, why don't you uh, just take it away? All right. So, today we want to talk about guilt. Um, I know that with having CF and just a chronic disease... This is by far my biggest struggle. I know Tiff struggles with it a lot too. I don't know if yeah. you do, Gunner, or not. Um, yeah, I, I do. I listen. I'm I'm not like a Superman here. Come on, you can't just like <laughs> know, you can't throw these things on me. Things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely but, struggle with that. Why? It's why do Why do you guys struggle with it? Because you think about having people wait on you hand and foot sometimes when you can't get out of bed or you're stuck in the hospital or something they have to do stuff for you, you feel guilty because they have to put their life behind them and go do yours pretty much, if that makes sense. No, I get what you mean. I mean, like, that's how I feel. I feel like mine's even to, like, a different extent. Like, I struggle a lot with this with, like, my boyfriend or, like, my family. Like, the people that are really, really close to you because, Mm -hmm. one, I know that... I feel guilty, like, oh, my boyfriend has to kind of put up with, like, yeah. the inconveniences of CF. And, like, I know he wouldn't say that it's, like, putting up with it, but, like, that's how yeah. I feel. You know what I mean? And he well, always tells me it's not a big deal, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always there for you, all of that. But it's just hard for me sometimes to be, like, okay, we might have to not go to this because I don't feel yeah. well. Or uh-huh. cancel yeah. plans or... Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of times I'm mm-hmm. like, you can go without me, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like that kind of guilt that yeah. other people in your life kind of have to alter their life mm-hmm. because of what you have going on. It's true. That makes sense. You know, I um, <laughs> I want to hear some specifics here. You know, I think okay. um, I think there's different kinds of guilt now that we're talking about. It. Like, I think there's kinds when you're sick and you feel yeah. like you just can't do anything, or there's yeah. other times like when you're feeling pretty good, but you still have to like prioritize your health in one way or another, and you mm-hmm. end up having to alter some plans. You know, I think not so long ago, um, really, really within the past, you know, couple years, I guess, um, I had I was supposed to go on a, on a vacation. And a, uh, a clinical trial opportunity popped up, and yeah. you know it was one of those like uh, I had to do screening and all that stuff. So uh, I had to end up canceling the trip, and it was like you know I was supposed to go on it with some other people, and it was a hard one because I, I was feeling pretty good, I was feeling healthy, yet like that kind of thing came up, and that was a priority in my life for that moment, and I had to just sort of rearrange the way things were looking for that you know that short period of time. Um, yeah, right. You know th- those are the kind of you know that's like kind of like a um, 
you know, a trip isn't like a necessary part of life, but it was it's still something that was planned for it in advance and other well, people were relying on it. Right. Me. And you're looking forward to it. Yeah. It's also know. like kind of good to have those things because it gives you a better yeah. quality of life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you want mm-hmm. to enjoy your life. You don't want every day to just feel like the same mundane over tasks eight. over and over and over. Yeah, definitely. Again. So, you know, you know? I, I think that's an example of like, let's call it positive guilt in the sense that you're feeling good, but you're still, you, you know, you're sacrificing something for CF. Have you guys ever experienced something like that when you're feeling, when you're feeling okay and, you know, you, you still have to <clears throat> step away and then, you know, at the end of it, you're like, okay, this, everyone changed their plans or everyone, you know, altered their, their sort of course because of me or, um, you know, everyone is sort of, you know, you know, prioritizing me when they should be thinking about themselves in a situation like that as well. Right. I think I've had similar situations in terms of studies, like research trials, just because being in one of those trials is a major time commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And sometimes, usually it's all laid out for you ahead of time. Like you sign up, they tell you, you need to do this, this, and this at this week. And you know what I mean? Like you can kind of plan your life out, but when it's kind of, you're kind of hit with, oh, you should really get into this trial and you should do it right now. You don't have all of that time to kind of make up your mind and decide, oh, am I going to do it or not? Because by the time you do, it's like, oh, well, they might have enough people enrolled that you're not going to be able to take part. Right. You know? So I know when I was going up to Boston Children's pretty frequently for research trials, it required people in my family kind of having to you know, alter their lives. In that situation, I was a lot sicker when I first started going there. Mm-hmm. So flying there by myself with all my treatments wasn't really yeah. an option because I was too sick to lift all of them and yeah. like put them on the plane and stuff like that. So that kind of meant that one person in my family would have to alter their schedule in order to go up to Boston with me for, you know, it could have been a day because sometimes we just fly up and back in the same day or it could have been, you know, three days. So I know that I felt a little bit of guilt in terms of that because it was like, okay, this is the best treatment for me and it's a positive thing, but it requires help from someone else in order to make it happen. Mm -hmm. With time, it got easier because I did get healthier and I came out of Mm -hmm. the place I was in when I started. So it required less from other people, but in the beginning, I remember it being difficult and I'd had to rely on other people. Yeah. uh Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I've gone well I was super sick so I needed a lot of help I needed my mom and dad basically stopped their lives and Jeff did too Mm -hmm. and I felt really bad because I needed help showering I couldn't even take a shower by myself and I couldn't do certain like anything pretty much by myself right so I felt guilty because they had to put their life on pause for me which Mm -hmm. I know they don't mind but I you know you can't you can't help that to think that way and be like, I want you guys to go live your life. <laughs> and, right. you know, but it's it's really hard to get that through your mind that it's okay to need help. Right. Uh, but, you know, especially when I would go out, I need a wheelchair or I need someone to carry my yeah. stuff or all that stuff. And it, it's hard. It's difficult to give away your independence yeah i mean you 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 sort of lose your um your inability to be self-sufficient and your yeah Yeah. and your independence and i think that's what a lot of people with chronic illness are really striving for you know we want that feeling of independence the feeling of self-sufficiency the feeling that we can do things on our own and i'm you know i I sort of i guess had a similar experience maybe not to the extent of you tiffany but 
yeah. when I graduated college, I was very sick and. You know, I came back and after living on my own for four years and being independent and learning how to do all those things by myself, you know, next yeah. thing you know, I was like, I was back in like the high school, um, you know, uh, I guess the routine of, 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 the, of high school, you know, you wake up and, you know, people are there for you to help you out, get you know, get you yeah. through the day. Um, and right. that was just, you know, that was a fact of life for, you know, six to eight months and it was just, it was tough. Um, but, you know, I think from there, it was really one of those things where it was like, Okay, you know, that was also a motivating factor. He was like, you know, I don't want to be feeling like this for so yeah. long. I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, putting all my stuff on other people that just continue to take care of me because right. I can't do it. You know, that I have to figure out a way to get through this so that I right. can, you know, make it worth it. Right. I feel like when I graduated from college, it was kind of a similar experience. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I wasn't awful health wise. Like, I was doing okay, but that was kind of the start of my downfall, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I was doing okay. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna live at home for a year, you Uh know, get myself together. Like, this was my plan, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and then after a year, I'll have money saved and whatever. And then I'll go off and like, do my own thing again. Mm -hmm. And I remember I hit a year. And that's kind of when I got to the point where they were talking about transplant and all of that. So me well, being more my... independent, it was not <laughs> going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's when I had to come with terms to terms with the fact of, yeah. all right, I need help. I need help with kind of like what Tiff was saying, not to that extreme, but I need help with everyday tasks that yeah. you think a young 20-something person shouldn't need help with. Yeah. Like most people that age are balancing all of the everyday things like uh-huh. grocery shopping, cooking, mm-hmm. doing their laundry, like very basic things with work, you know what I mean? And here I am working, you know, as many hours as I can, not really able to like go up and down the steps, not having a hard time just like going from my bed to the bathroom, needing help with like laundry and like stupid things, you know what I mean? Uh And like, it was hard for me to come to terms with asking people to do things for me and help me with those things. But then also kind of being in a place where it's like, okay, like, how do I accept this? And I remember I talked it out with my mom a lot because, like, her and I are really close, and I don't want to, like, take advantage of my parents. Like, I Mm -hmm. have never been like, okay, you guys should just do as much as you possibly can for me. It's really usually me being stubborn, being like, you're not helping (laughs) me with this. And then they're like, Leah, you need help with this. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That was actually actually my next question. My next question was, do you, like, articulate that to the people that are helping you? Like, do do you, like, say that... You know, just, you know, I feel horrendous that you have to do this for me. Like, I, you know, do you articulate your guilt? I, so in the beginning, no. So, like, during yeah. that time period, I couldn't articulate it. No. Um, and with time, like, once I got out of that place, I ended up, like, taking back over all the tasks they were doing for me. So, at this point, yeah, they're not really doing a whole lot for me. You know what I mean? I'm kind of just living in the same house. And, like, if I need help with something, let's say I get sick, I have people here that can help me. Gotcha. Um, but it took me a long time to learn how to articulate articulate that to other yeah. people. Uh-huh. And I remember one of my friends, um, she was around like during the time where, you know, I got a lot sicker and like didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. She ended up reading some blog posts that the CF Foundation had put out about guilt. And I had explained to her before that I have this guilt and I don't really know how to explain yeah. it. And that kind of made it click for her. Uh-huh. Like, oh, this is what you're talking about. Right. Because I couldn't articulate that to her. You know right. what I mean? It was she just had to read it for herself. Yeah. And I think another perspective sometimes helps. 
Yeah. Um, but now I'm to the point where I articulate how I feel about it. Right. Well, yeah. I, I didn't really until I got super, super sick because uh, yeah. I legit couldn't do anything. But I remember when I was showering one day, I felt like I almost like passed out. And that's when I told my mom, okay, we can get the shower chair now. Because yeah, I, I think I remember me, that. She kept on telling me, she's like, I don't feel comfortable with you doing that because, you know, I have oxygen on and stuff. And I was stubborn and said, no, I can do it myself. I'm fine. And then one time it took and I almost passed out and I was like, okay, it's time. (laughs) So then I was able to be okay with it. Right. You know, Mm. right. It's just a hard thing. You know? It is. It, it you know why? Because it's it's a very vulnerable feeling. Um, you know, you it just it's, because you have to come to terms with, uh, you know, actually understanding yourself that you yeah, can't right. do something. Um, and yeah. I, you know, I think regardless of whether or not you feel good, or you know, in a lot of cases when we do feel this guilt, it's when you're not feeling well compared to some of the other times, to some of the unusual times we talked about, you know, before. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's like you're. You're not necessarily admitting defeat, but you're admitting that you can't do something. Uh, yeah, and when and you're it feels when you're articulating, like defeat, but it's not. Yeah, no, it definitely does. You know what I mean? You know, it, I mean, it certainly does feel like defeat. I absolutely agree. Um, you know, it yeah. feels like CF is getting the better of you, um, yeah. and that's you know that's not a fun feeling. Um, it's definitely not a yeah. good feeling at all. Um, and but, it's when you can't do like things that you enjoy. It's, it's, oh, you definitely. I just did a post because I went to a wedding this weekend and. I remember six months before my transplant, I went to a friend's wedding. I couldn't dance one dance. I had five liters of oxygen on and I couldn't dance. And dancing is one of my favorite things to do. And (laughs) that's when I felt like defeated. Like Taylor Swift came up on and I could not dance. Okay. This was a problem. (laughs) So God forbid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to leave the wedding because I just couldn't do it. And this weekend I was able to dance the night away so like that defeat of cf just taking taking you and it's hard and now right. i was able to do something but it is it just it's not it doesn't feel good to it, not be able it doesn't to- it definitely doesn't and i i think that um you know it is part of like our mental health care too when you when you're when you're dealing it, with these things right. because you're internalizing them when, you know, sure, you know, that's definitely, uh, you know, one way of dealing with it, but, you know, externalizing them and, and, you know, bringing people on board is definitely also uh, something to do. And I think it's also something that you have to learn to do, right? Yeah, like you learn, do. like you learn, we learn our entire lives how to like actively take care of ourselves, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? And I think that, um, you know, we, we sometimes, you know, feel that it's, it's so, tough or so difficult to learn new skills and coping mechanisms are new skills that we have to learn. You know, those are, those are challenging things to do. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, I also think when you age your CF changes and I think it's a misconception that people that were diagnosed at birth or when they're young, that it's just easy for them, you know, not, not necessarily easy. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, since you adjusted to CF when you were young, it's kind of the same throughout and you're mentally okay with it. Uh And it's like your routine changes and your disease progression, that changes as well. So I think every couple of years, you're kind of being like, hey, I need to relearn and readjust to my disease. And I think coping mechanisms and being aware of how guilt might affect you or just the different things you go through, I think that's important, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I I think it also is like a, a maturity thing, right? As yeah. much as it is like like years of experience, but I think yeah, I think maturity is part of this too. And you know, I, I've always felt that people with chronic illness mature a lot faster. You know, that we mature, oh, yeah. which which is that which is which is a lot more responsibilities. It's, 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 yeah. yeah, it's definitely true. But you you know, we don't become like messiahs or like wise yeah. all of a sudden right like right. But that comes right. with experience yeah. and i think yeah, like as yeah. soon as yeah yeah like you know it's you know it's fine to be like 20 years old and running around and saying like these big great things but like until you actually yeah. do something right. and you live them like okay come on yeah. you know i believe right. me i was one of those people when i was 19 20 21 years old i always was like cf doesn't define me you know i was one of those yeah. people <laughs> yeah you know i was i was one of those people when and, i was and like, you, like don't make the best choices you know what i mean yeah like, but yeah exactly and then by the time you're yeah. you know our age or even older and i'm sure you know we'll continue to grow and evolve as we get older but um and tiffany started like 75 years old but right. you know like <laughs> yeah so you know you know i think as you as we do get older but you, you do get wiser and then it's eventually the you know you're someone's wisdom and, and our maturity, which definitely is progressing a lot more rapidly, they intersect. Yeah. They they finally meet. And then you hit that point in your life and like it all kinda comes together. Um yeah. and I think, you know, you know, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight years old, you know, you're you're around that time in your life and you've been through a lot. Uh you've seen a lot of ups and downs and something eventually clicks where you're like, okay, you know, this is how it is and this is what I need to do. I'm wondering if either of you have ever felt that or like did you ever come across something in your life where you're like, okay, now it's time for me to sort of look forward here and it, it was fun to live in the moment, but my life is about the future and my future relationships and, and all that. Yeah, I think when I started, had that plummet of my lung function, yeah. I think that's when I kind of stepped back and was like, oh, this is, this is for real. Like, right. like I, this is I need to, thing. yeah, so I needed <laughs> yeah. to take care of myself, build my, you know, I had to be with my body. I had to talk to my body and see what it needed uh-huh. and right. then get to a point that I could have a routine, a new routine or whatever to help yeah. what's going on at that point. And I think that's when it was. So I was 21 years old. Right. So I think for me. I kind of learned how to be more Mm self-aware. So, like, when I was younger, let's say, like, when I was in college, I thought I was really self-aware, and I thought, I really know my body, but then I wouldn't always make the best decision. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I go out and, like, drink or party when I probably shouldn't have. You know what I mean? So, and, like, those are normal things. You should do that in college. Like, do you. But, like, my thing is just kind of, like, once I got older and I graduated from college and I was, like, seeing a trend like yeah oh when i drink when i, I drink, cough up blood the next exactly. day or you know what i mean like yeah. you know, like that you just you start becoming more things. self-aware there are patterns you start kind of, right there's patterns and you start learning from them and yeah. then i think once you do that you know you're you get, more aware that you you're need more to aware you're more mature <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i think you have to you have to learn more about your body right you have to learn yeah, your body's exactly. limits and you know, unfortunately, Tiffany reached that limit when she was 21. Um, you know, and I think, you know, that's, you know, that's like the kind of thing everyone's got a different, you know, uh, you know a different boundary or, or a different limit that, that they that their body can go to. And I, yeah. I think that's part of like this whole talk that we're having, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, it, you know, it's all linked. We always say things are linked, but this is definitely, you know, a, a real example of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm wondering, 
what kind of advice you have or you would give to people who are, you know, feeling guilty or people that are like trying to overcome guilt, you know, what, what, what would you say to those kind of people? So I know for me, what I've learned worked best for me is I used to internalize it. I used to mm-hmm. hold it in. I used to not tell anyone about it. Yeah. And then with time, you know, I started opening up to my mom about it and we would almost like set goals in terms of, okay, what are you capable of doing now that'll make you feel more independent? Uh You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of the guilt comes from feeling like you're not independent because you're relying on other people for something. You know what I mean? definitely. So as my health got a little bit better, there'd be new goals. And it'd be like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, let's do this, and this will make you feel more independent. And then with time, it's kind of like I gradually retook over everything that I kind of had to give up. You know what I mean? Um Mm-hmm. So I think just talking to someone else about it yeah. and kind of letting people know how you feel, that's going to be more productive for you than holding it in. And yeah. it makes the guilt totally. go away. I mean, I know I talk to my boyfriend about it probably like once or once a week or every other week. Because <laughs> like new things come up, you know, we're only yeah, like totally a year and a half into the relationship. Yeah. There's, he's still learning new things about CF. So it's mm-hmm. like, I just have to express how I feel about the guilt of certain things and then it feels better you know what I mean well I I totally agree I 100% agree I think talking about it is gonna help more than holding it in I know I used to hold it in to a point that it would just all come out at once and it was just yeah yes and you'd like have a breakdown breakdown yeah you have a big breakdown and it's just like it's overwhelming, and then it overwhelms everybody else, and then right. you feel more guilty. It's so, more like, basically. oh, hey, I stubbed my toe. Now I'm yeah. having a mental breakdown about all yeah. the guilt I've felt. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So basically, <laughs> if you just do it over some time, just when things come up, just say, you know, I need help with this, or, you know, and I think it'll help a lot. Yeah, you know, I think it's you guys are making a lot of good points here, and I also think it's important to like realize that a lot of people in our lives do want to be there for us, whether or not we want to believe that. You know, I think that yeah. you know you're surrounded by unconditional love in one way, you know, one way or another, and yeah. you know there are just so many people in our lives that are willing to to be a part of it. Um, and and you guys make a lot of good points here. I also think it's important to have you know an open two way <laughs> conversation, right? Like I always try to not throw all of my CF on someone yeah. or, or you know a handful of people you know, yeah the whole relationship can't be about cf or revolve around cf no. you know, that's no, just no. that's not a healthy thing so i think no. you know it's important to keep that two-way line of you know communication open um, but it's also important to like be a person yeah right yeah. and you, and you mm-hmm. got to be and and uh, to your point leah about you know striving for independence and doing little things to achieve that independence you know, I think that's a, I think it's a fantastic idea in the grand scheme of things, but when you're you know when you're in an individual moment of guilt, it's hard to think that way. I think, yeah. you know, it's it's hard yeah, to it definitely like, is, like I, you know? because I think I think when you do feel guilty, or at least when I do um, about you know my health, you know, not feeling well in, in a certain moment, or having to cancel plans or something like that, yeah. you know, it kind of does feel like um, you know I'm in a situation where it's like, okay. Like I'm just thinking about now and nothing else, right? It's right. like it's hard yeah. to like it's no, hard to it's hard to look it's hard to look a few even a few yeah. days into the future. Like you're just stuck in the moment, right. and yeah, that's what I, I, that's what I struggle most with getting out of. Right? I struggle yeah, most with yeah. like getting out of that individual moment. Mm-hmm. So I all right, this is a moment I can think of that's 
very similar to that. So when Tiff and I were in Florida, by like day three or four, my lungs were kind of just done. A lot of it had to do with the fact I'm wearing a mask and like walking around. So I'm getting like no air. You know what I mean? (laughs) So we go to Magic Kingdom and like my boyfriend can tell, Tiff could tell too. I mean, they both could tell. That I was struggling. I okay. was like, you need a wheelchair. <laughs> so she she starts out, you need a wheelchair. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm Miss Independent. I don't need that. You know? <laughs> I ain't got time for that. My boyfriend's like, you need a wheelchair, Leo. Like, y- you know? And I'm like, no, no, no. Let's wait till we get there. Blah, blah, blah. We get there. They're both like, Leah, you need a freaking wheelchair. Like, he's like, you're going to be miserable the next couple of days. Yeah. You don't need to feel miserable while you're here. Let me just push you around. You can take a break. Like, it's totally fine. And I'm like, I don't want you to see me in a wheelchair. And, you know, like having a mental <laughs> breakdown. And um, in the moment, I just could not snap out of the guilt. I was feeling that, one, my boyfriend's pushing me around in a wheelchair. I'm 27 years old. Okay? <laughs> like, yeah. that. But, two, just, like, it's giving up all your control. You know, oh, like, yeah. you uh-huh. feel like you just have control of the situation and I think just having both of them tell me like that in the next couple of days this would help me kind of help me snap out of it because I was like okay like tomorrow I won't be able to go to Universal Studios because I'll be too tired from walking around today you know so they kind of both had to like walk me through that and kind of get me out of that place but I think just having people there that can remind you of not even the long-term goal but just like a goal within a couple of days helps me come out of it. Yeah, you know, that that sounds like a, it's a pretty profound example. Um, and it's definitely an example of, you know, you're impacting other people, right? So, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're internalizing and you're, your mind like also wanders to the worst possible place, right? So you, yeah. you like you're yeah. thinking that your actions are going to impact people in a negative way just by virtue of you know having those kinds of experiences. When in reality, Paul and Tiffany and everyone else there just wanted you to have a great time. Yeah, exactly. right. You know that. That's- and I almost feel like you spiral because it's like yeah. you feel one way and you're like, oh, I need a wheelchair right now, and then you're like, wait, am I going to need one the rest of my life? Oh my god, am I going to need oxygen? Oh my yeah. god, am I going back to like? That worst, you know yeah. what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like it's kind of like when you visit WebMD, right? And you're on WebMD, yeah. and all of a sudden you think you have cancer, you know? Yeah. Like it's kind of a similar situation. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I went to Disney World with my two friends, and we walked to the castle, and they asked me, "Do you need a wheelchair?" And I said, "No, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool." And then I got to the castle. Okay, I need one. <laughs> After they saw me, and they're like, "I need to sit down," and uh, then I just went with it. I was like, "Okay." We can do it. And I just thought about it, and I'm like, they're going to get some exercise out of it. So I'm yeah, helping them. Yeah, I mean, you just have to, like, <laughs> you have to, re- I think it's it's difficult to do, but to really identify with what the other people are thinking and, like, how they have your, you know, your best interest in mind. And yeah. I think, you know, that they're just not being selfish. And that, yeah. that's all it really is. Whereas, you know, we like to construe things and really just put our mind in the you know in the worst possible place in a lot of these situations because you're already in a negative situation it makes sense yeah. that your mind would, would, would linger that way um yeah. and, and i think you know this the example that you shared leah is simply uh simply put one you know that's what that is um, yeah. and, and i know how she feels because i was in that situation as well so right. i think hearing it from me kind of helped a little bit too because i know she was going through. She was telling me to do that the day before. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the day before, she's like, you know, I think you need a wheelchair for the rest of the uh-huh, day. And definitely. I go, 
no, I don't. I'm good. <laughs> and like by the end of the day, I was like, oh my god, I feel absolutely awful, you know. And uh-huh. then the next day, I woke up and I'm just like, God, like I'm definitely gonna need one today. But I was like, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna do yeah. it. It'll be fine. That's I'll rebound by then, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think we're sort of towards the end here, so I you yeah. know we can wrap it up. But I, I think, um, in, in, you know, in concluding this, if you're if you're the kind of person that's, that's feeling these kinds of these these emotions, you know, it is okay to share them. Um, it's also important to identify that you are feeling this way, right? You know, I think when you're in the moment of feeling guilty, it's like kind of a masked emotion. You may not necessarily notice that like no that's what you're feeling until later when you like look back on the moment you know in the moment you may just feel anger and frustration and and those kinds of emotions uh but i think when you're you know a few days removed from it and you're you know you you know you kind of see what the the outcome of the situation was that's when you identify whatever you were feeling as guilt and i think it's important just to remember in the moment if you can you know it's it's definitely easier said than done to just recognize what you're dealing with and also recognize how everyone else is feeling Right. Everyone else wants yeah. your best interest in mind. Exactly. Or has you. your best interest in mind. And yeah. I also think, you know, <clears throat> once you realize, okay, I am feeling guilt, even if that's a couple of days later, maybe take a step back and tell other people in your life that you're close with that are with you a lot. Like, hey, sometimes I experience this guilt. Like, this is how I get. This is what I yeah. need you to do. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, It'll help yeah, it kind of like mm-hmm. gives them a heads up, like, Okay, when you get angry about that, you're not actually angry. You're just freaking out, you know. Yeah, definitely, like, yeah, definitely. It's true. It makes them more aware, you know, and it'll make it totally easier agree. on you in the long run. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's you know, that'll wrap today's episode up. Uh, remember, you can listen to us every Thursday. That's when the podcast comes out. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and GunnerSizen.com. If you're listening on iTunes, five stars, five stars, five rate and review, stars. rate and review, five stars for <laughs> Breathing Pod. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you can hit us up on our, our our email address is breathe underscore in underscore pod at asylus.org. And our Instagram is at breathe underscore in underscore pod. On Instagram, go down to the DMs. We love hearing about you in the DMs and, uh, you know, yeah. giving us topics about what we want to talk about. Uh, I'm Gunnar Sias and they're the Salty Sisters. Hit up their Etsy store and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye, Bye. guys.